The Detroit Tigers get swept by the Cleveland Guardians at home. This offense continues to be absolutely brutal. Uh, we have some roster moves to go over as well. Uh, some players are starting to make comments about the Avila parting of ways. We've got a lot to discuss today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, August 12th, 2022. Happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay. Detroit Tigers drop a ball game on Thursday night, day game, uh, by a score of 4-3 to three in extra innings to the Cleveland Guardians. And that would put a nice little bow. I used the expression put a bow on it a lot yesterday, I feel like. I don't know why I'm just saying that over and over again. But put a nice little end to a sweep. There you go. Um, look, I... <laughs> This offense is brutal. I don't know. I don't know how many different ways to word it. I don't know how many different variations, uh, how many different ways I can say it. I, I This offense is absolutely brutal. Since the best, for my money, the best offensive performance of the entire season, which was last Saturday when they beat the Rays 9-1 to and Shane McClanahan started that game and only struck out three, I think, since that game, their run totals are 0-2-2-3. You have, what is that, seven runs in the last four games. That is abysmal. That is horrid. <laughs> you currently have like just barely over three runs a game. As a team on the whole season, you're just barely over three runs a game. And that's the worst in baseball. Over the last four, it's obviously significantly less than that, as the most runs you've scored in the last four games is three. You are striking out at a ridiculous clip. Uh, you're averaging, I believe, 12Ks a game. It, it, when you average it all out, we're just under 50 strikeouts in the last four games. And you have a single-digit amount of walks in that stretch as well. And if you take out the ninth inning of Thursday's game and the ninth inning of what was the other crazy one? Was that um that was the five to two game? Yeah, that was Tuesday's game. So if you take out just the ninth inning of of those two games, then you're looking at like one walk in the last four games. But Cleveland's bullpen decided they wanted to like walk two, three batters in the ninth inning uh, over and over again this series. So if you just remove the ninth inning, you're you're talking about, I think it's one. I think it's actually, no, it's two. It's two walks in the last four games if you remove the ninth inning. It's remarkable. 
They have no patience. The approach at the plate before the ninth inning for whatever reason, and then including the 10th, in nine of the 10 innings played, the approach at the plate on Thursday's game was embarrassing. It, it was it was horrific. There's just there's no patience. There's no trying to work counts. There's the it's just everybody's just going up there and oh we're gonna swing three times and we're just gonna see how it goes. It it is a sight to behold for all the wrong reasons. Scored three runs. Had seven hits. Two of those runs obviously came in the ninth inning, thanks to a couple a walk, an intentional walk, a couple of pieces of clutch hitting, um, and, and that's and a couple of seeing eye singles. Honestly, that Willie Castro single, if you know, no shift, probably a routine play. Whatever, doesn't matter. We'll gladly take it. Um, but unfortunately, it led to a loss anyway. Riley Green zero for five with three Ks. Really brutal. And clearly, you know, he was hot mic'd. Clearly, that was uh, <laughs> he, he agrees with this sentiment. That's pretty brutal pitch to strike out on there in, in the ninth inning. That was pretty rough. You had the winning run at third, bases loaded, tie game. It was it was really brutal. It was really brutal. Um, fastball right down the middle. And the crazy thing is it's not that's you know that that's obviously not what you want and and Riley needs to needs to improve at that but the thing is everybody on this team is horrible at hitting fastballs right down the middle all of them It's again remarkable I I I've never seen anything like it you just throw fastballs kind of down the middle-ish and the Tigers aren't doing anything with it Harold went over, but did have two of the walks. Uh, Javi Baez homered. He would add to his um, his MLB leading error total in this game as well. It didn't cost him a run or anything, but he did commit another error. And then he would go up with the game on the line in extras and uh, and strike out. Just same old stuff. Willie Castro, three for four. That was kind of remarkable. It, it's just, it's amazing that nothing can improve over the course of a season. It's incredible to me. I really liked the decision to put Eric Haas in the game and have him play in the outfield. I liked that. Uh, Kiel Badu, 0 for 2 with 2Ks. Looked pretty lost at the plate, honestly. His, his approach is also brutal. You say that about everybody on this team, really. But, uh, I mean, he's just going up there and, and, and just taking hacks. It's almost, uh, I mean, it, it it's, a, it's a complete guessing game at this point for him, and he's guessing wrong most of the time. Like, it, I mean, it's been a real struggle for Badu this season. Um, Kerry Carpenter, 0 for 4 with 3 Ks. Uh, what is that? Is that five or six strikeouts in your first two major league games? Uh, clearly not a very good start to the career. Again. The approach was not that great. Uh, he looks, I don't want to say in over his head because I, I think his poise and everything is fine. But I, I, I mean, just the pitches that he's deciding to swing at and the pitches that he's taking, again, looks like somewhat of a guessing game. Like you just have like a fastball over the heart of the plate that we're taking 
or a curveball that that the pitcher accidentally hangs right down the middle and we're taking it and then there's fastballs way high or uh, sliders way high that that miss high uh, or, or change up slash splitters that are way low and outside and are non-competitive pitches at all and those are the ones we're swinging at it just it feels like he, he's up there guessing as well Tucker Barnhart 0 for 3 Tucker Barnhart's season stats is now a sub 200 average, a 255 on base percentage, and a 225 slugging percentage. That's a 480 OPS. Cody Clemens, who appeared in this game, 498 OPS. He was just a runner. He didn't take an at bat. I'm just highlighting the offensive struggles. Akil Badu, 407 OPS. Eric Haas, 695 OPS, and that's with him having like an eight high 800s OPS in the last month and a half. Um, Kerry Carpenter, obviously zero Jonathan scope, five fifty two OPS Willie Castro after getting three hits, six thirty nine OPS Harold Castro two seven twenty three OPS Javi Baez, six forty six Victor Reyes, six fifty one Riley green, six fifty one. That's unbelievable for all the wrong reasons. One person that appeared in the baseball game on Thursday has an OPS over 700 and zero people. Not one player that appeared in the game on Thursday, August 11th, 2022 for the Detroit Tigers had an OPS over 730. Not one. There you go. I, I, I'm just trying to get creative and really highlight how, how brutal this is. Because I want to get that point across. This is unprecedented. Via uh, Woodward Tigers, Rahelio, um, Chris Brown, Youper, those guys are great. They had a stat the other day that they pointed out. I think Chris Brown was the one that found it. Uh, but one of the three of them found it. And it was that this team has the worst, and th- these were games at home. This whole series was at home, and it was absolutely uh, brutal, right? This team has the worst road WRC plus in the history of Major League Baseball, in the, in the World Series era, I should say, since 1903. This team has the worst road WRC plus of any team since the first World Series. Turn the doorknob, open the door, let that sink in. Okay, let's get to the pitching, then we'll get to some roster moves. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Liver Health Formula. Do you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? Well, now you do. The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism Thanks to modern-day diets and rich, unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver. And... Turn in, turn it into a toxin flushing and fat burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low energy all the time. 
And best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. As a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easier to say no to naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to Liver Health Formula. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order go to liverhelp.com slash mlb to get started all right everybody welcome back to segment two here locked on tigers thanks for making us your first listen every day uh free and available wherever you get your podcasts including youtube so tigers lost this one as they do uh pitching performances in this one there are some noteworthy players Garrett Hill started he went five innings four hits three runs only one of them earned and two walks with 1k I'm also realizing that in the first segment I said Javi Baez's error did not cost us a run and I was only talking about one of his two errors his one error absolutely did cost us runs. Uh, the, the horrible throw on the double play attempt did cost us runs. It was the play later in the game uh, where he bobbled it. I believe it was the ninth inning. Yeah, it would have been the ninth inning. He bobbled a play, and that one did not cost us runs. But the first one he made at the beginning of the game absolutely did. So, Half lied to you, but I just fixed my mistake. I'm sure somebody's already uh, <laughs> voiced that I was incorrect about something. But Garrett Hill, only one earned run against. And two walks, only one strikeout. Uh, whiffs on the game, that would be three. This was a pretty solid performance, and I, I was pretty impressed. He needs to get a swing and miss pitch, which we have said about like 90 different pitchers on the team this year admittedly however that is his next step in development because this outing was actually it wasn't the most efficient for a pitch to contact game right like if you want a true like work of art pitch to contact game you want low exit velocity and you want efficiency you're you're, you're not going to go deep into counts if you're just pitching for weak contact and and he had 90 pitches almost uh through five innings but average exit velocity on the game uh, with almost 20 balls put in play, was 82 miles an hour. That is very low, like very low. That That's really impressive. Um, he, he got hit hard a, a couple of times for sure, but uh, I believe only one ball hit over 100 miles an hour. Like it, it was a it was, it was a really uh, effective barrel missing game. Not a good bad missing game, but a, a really effective game when it, when it comes to missing barrels. And uh, he, he certainly did a good job. Was kind of wild at times. The, the command escaped him for a few at-bats. Like I said, two walks on the game, and it wasn't the most efficient five innings ever. Um, 90 pitches with only one strikeout, right? But as a whole, I think this is something you can build upon. I think that this is a start that um, he, he's going to continue to be in the rotation. Like we have a ton of injuries and we need people, you know, he can, if, even if he's just going five innings, that's at least eating some innings from this uh, very taxed bullpen at this point in the season. So 
uh, I, I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed with Garrett Hill, uh, and, and I kind of look forward to him pitching. Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to turn into anything, you know, like an ace or anything, but um, I, I am fascinated with the steps that he has taken in his development this year because he's not somebody that in spring training I would have circled as he's going to have a really good year in the minors and going to find his way onto a major league roster. So uh, I am fascinated by him and and I and I enjoy watching him pitch at a minimum. And this game, uh, he was not helped by the defense at all. Three total errors, but we'll we'll, we'll take what we can get. And, and besides the home run, it was uh, it was a pretty effective outing for missing barrels. We look at the bullpen. Jose Cisnero, one inning, one hit. That's it. It was pretty efficient, pretty effective, uh, really solid. The command took leaps, be- leaps better. What the heck was I trying to say? His command got was significantly better in this outing than it has been. We've talked about you know his command being kind of shaky since coming back from the injury, um, and, and I thought in this outing it was pretty solid. Jason Foley, man, I, I I really I do like Jason Foley, and I'm not saying that he's you know prime Mariano Rivera because apparently these days you can't like somebody without thinking that they're like the best player on earth and and whatnot, but. Uh, I think he's a really effective bullpen arm. I think his sinker is a is a very effective pitch. That is a really good barrel missing pitch that induces ground balls very very well. Uh, he'll leave it up sometimes, and those ones will get deposited into the gap. But when he keeps it down, uh, it's a very effective pitch. Three two four ERA on the year now. Um, I I really have liked what I've seen in Jason Foley since he got recalled. Uh, back up to the majors, I believe, what was that, early May, mid-May? He, he's been really, really effective. Will Vest, one inning, two hits, one strikeout. Luis Castillo, one inning, clean ball, no Ks, no walks, no hits, no nothing. Uh, I really like his stuff. After the game, he was optioned back to AAA. Uh, we'll, we'll see some, a lot of moves happening. A lot of those up and down moves happening over the next two months that there, they will be a lot. There will be a lot, a lot. Um, and, and so I honestly, I'm sure he'll be back in the majors at some point. I, I have no doubt to be honest with you. Um, but I, I thought his sinker, I think his sinker is a pretty nice pitch as well. I, I think it moves pretty nicely. Um, it, it comes in at a, at a decent enough velocity. I, I'm, I, I liked what I saw. I'm I'm interested to see how he does uh, in, in Toledo and if he comes back to the show, what he will do then. But uh, has not given up an earned run yet in, in his major league career. So uh, solid by him. And then Gregory Soto, one inning, one hit, one run. It was not earned because it's the Manfred runner. No walks, no Ks. Uh, we'll talk about the end of the game there after the break here because I, 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 I think – well, well, we'll talk about it after the break. We'll talk about it. First, though, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that lets you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They are available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. 
Make your moment sparkle with the jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, it ships free, and arrives in discreet discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free. Find your forever piece at BlueNile.com. Today, also got to tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back here to segment three, Locked on Tigers. Um, Okay, so the 10th inning of this game. A few things. One, I'm not mad at Gregory Soto for this outing. And I don't really understand, like, being all up in arms. Like, this was not a Gregory Soto meltdown. This was not a – like, like honestly, I I thought he pitched pretty well. Uh, The first two pitches of the outing were not good. And then he kind of found his footing and I thought recovered pretty nicely. Uh, this is a, a product of Rob Manfred and I I understand, oh, he's supposed to be the best reliever. He, you are not you. I don't want to point people out like individually like that. Uh, Several, I don't even want to say that (laughs) this fan base is so used to horrible offense that I hate to break it to you. If you're watching extra inning games from other teams the runner on second like is almost a guarantee to score i i, I hate to be the one to, to drop that bomb on you but it, it's it's kind of a a, a foregone conclusion it, it's the, the rule with other teams that don't have a historically terrible offense is hey you got to score two this inning because one isn't going to do it because the Manfred runner is going to score no matter what, like guaranteed almost. But because we are so used to this just embarrassingly, historically terrible offense, when Gregory Soto goes out there and the Manfred runner scores, that everybody has a meltdown. It's like, wow, Gregory Soto, he's the worst ever. This is another meltdown, whatnot. I. I'm sorry, I, I I don't share that sentiment for, for this game specifically. I've made my thoughts on Soto on the year very clear and, and about his role as closer going forward, very clear. And they are not in, in the most positive light ever. But I'm also not like this huge Gregory Soto hater. And uh, I, I certainly don't pinpoint this loss on Gregory Soto. This, th- this team had bases loaded in, in in less than two outs in the ninth inning. They had runners on second and third less than two outs. They had bases loaded, two outs, and, and, and they couldn't score. This is a, a putrid offense. He came in in a tie game and gave up a run that Major League Baseball automatically places on second to start off an inning. I, <laughs> the whole point is that it's supposed to score, and it does a lot. 
this offense is just terrible and, and we've all forgotten that 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 that's what happens in extra innings so uh he, he did miss a spot and, and and that pitch was very high and and the the single that scored the Manfred runner uh was 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 not a good pitch and and whatnot that's all very true um but I I am not pinpointing this loss is not Gregory Soto's fault. That's preposterous. This is uh, a, a product of horrible offense and horrible defense. That that's the reason we lost this game, not Gregory Soto. Um, but this offense as a team continues to be brutal, and we talked about that in the first segment. So we don't have to go back into it entirely. But in the tenth inning, I, I mean that's. Again, you had runner on third. You had the Manfred runner on third with less than two outs, and you couldn't score him. I mean, unbelievable stuff, top to bottom. Some roster moves that were made. Uh, like I said, Luis Castillo was optioned back down to AAA after the game ended. Uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there were roster moves in yesterday as well. Austin Meadows began his rehab assignment. He actually had a walk-off. Oh, Erod is also pitching Thursday night. Uh, he he is pitching Thursday night for the Toledo Mudhens, so that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, Kerry Carpenter, we already talked about, he's up uh, to make room for him on the forty man. They have moved Bo Brisky from the fifteen day to the sixty. He's pitched a lot more innings than they ever could have imagined already at the major league level this season. Uh, they're going to be very precautious with him. And, uh, this was kind of always in the back of my mind as a possibility, uh, but didn't want to wish it into the world. I mean, it sucks, but it's, it's a lost season and you got to protect the arms. And, uh, Bo ha- has been pre- pretty effective this season. Um, oh, Daniel Norris. That's the other one. Daniel Norris will start Friday's game. Yes. Van man. Yes. That Daniel Norris, he signed a minor league deal with the Tigers, few weeks ago, uh, has been getting stretched out back into a starter role in the minors and will be the Tigers' starting pitcher on Friday's game. Uh, we're pushing 20 different starting pitchers this year. I believe we're just short of 20 different men on this planet being starting pitchers for the Detroit Tigers in just the year 2022. And that's... That's horrible. <laughs> and we've gotten a lot of production out of these guys, man. Like we, we really have, we've gotten a lot of really good production. Um, we Fetter ha- has done a great job. These players have stepped up and, and kept us in ball games. Like the pitching is, is not the problem, which is crazy considering it's almost 20 different people to start a game for the team this year. Like, that's your reality where every single starting pitcher is getting hurt, and yet that's not even the problem. <sighs> Tigers baseball. Alavila is still not the GM. It was not a dream. Uh, Javi Baez was asked about it. He said it always sucks to see somebody go, but hopefully we can start winning. Uh, pretty cookie-cutter answer. Um, and then the big thing was Miguel Cabrera declined to talk about it. He said he would not talk about Alavila. He would not answer questions about Alavila. So um, I'm sure that he has a little bit different of a relationship with him as Alavila found him when he was with the Marlins. 
in the 90s back when Miguel Cabrera was like 16. Alavila is the scout that got Miguel Cabrera signed. Like the guy that quote-unquote found... I mean, he was highly regarded. So, like, I don't like using the word found because I think that's a little blown out, blown out of proportion. But that is the scout that that was the front runner and and the forefront of finding, I guess we'll just say it, Miguel Cabrera um, out of Venezuela. And then came over with the Tigers, obviously, and then got... Miguel to come over to the Tigers, obviously. Uh, so they have, a, I would imagine, a much different relationship than a lot of the players on the team. Um, so, yeah, I kind of makes sense to me. That's not like a huge shock that maybe didn't want to talk about it. So there you go. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That's all I got. Uh, let's go into the weekend. Let's win some ball games. Hopefully Daniel Norris does well. It sounds ridiculous to say in 2022, but here we are. Um and yeah, it's it's the dog days. It's officially the dog days, especially when your offense is like historically one of the worst we've ever seen. Especially then. Peace and love going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you on Monday, baby. Go Tigers.